We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio this uh, morning. We'll talk some Ole Miss Camp uh, storylines, they had their second scrimmage on a Saturday. We didn't see any of it, but they did have it. Talked to Lane Kiffin and a couple of players afterwards. Allegedly also, had it. Allegedly had it. Well, no, I, I'm – well, that's true. I mean, I guess I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain it occurred, but I guess technically I did not see the actual scrimmage. So you did is, not see them scrimmage. I did not. I saw them practice. You are taking their word for it that they scrimmaged. That's true. So we'll uh, we'll talk about the hypothetical scrimmage here coming up. As well as some other college football storylines, some rules being put in place, an angry columnist, and much more on the uh, podcast. He is angry. Yeah, he, was, he said he was shaking with anger. Actually, Oof, I think. Wow. Podcast brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Check out the Blue Sky location. Get the lunch special. It's five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink. Also, uh, stop on in. Download the SpeedPass Plus app. Earn points. Save money in with the self-checkout line. Now active, you can check yourself out. Don't worry about who else might be in the store, what kind of weight there is. Just handle it yourself. We're huge proponents of it. You should be, too. Check it out there at Blue Sky in Oxford. Again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are. Clark Ford is in Amory, Mississippi, 662-257-1900. 662-257-1900. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He will send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around, or you can do what I've done. But I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. You'll love the product. You'll love the service. People at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll start proving to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900. Guest will join us this week on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the square, hopping these days. Uh, school is back. First day of of uh, class at Ole Miss. We've got about what um, two weeks? Two weeks from today, Ole Miss opens the season. Uh, Ole Miss and um, and um, Louisville in Atlanta, and then two weeks and five days from now, the first game of the season at home. 
So uh, a lot going on. You can enjoy Rafters on the Square and uh, Rafters New Albany, and you can still this late starting on Wednesday this week enjoy Rafters on the Water, frozen margaritas, frozen daiquiris, uh, great waterfront views as we start to wind the um, summer part of summer down. Times Caroline got class today. How's it going for day one? She has her first class in <clears throat> twelve minutes. Not her first college class, but her first college class at the University of Arkansas. She has taken a couple of college classes. Sure. She took some Ole Miss classes. She took a she actually took a three hundred level Spanish class at Ole Miss last year, but it was online. Okay. So the, I guess this is her first in person first in person college class. Yep. Yep. You obviously still have Carson home, but is there a more empty nest with two gone? Is yeah, there, is sure. there is there a certain like oh wow this is sure even like, more than maybe Campbell who you hardly saw anyway her senior year? Yeah, it's different. Um, yeah, it's 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 really different. Um, it, it'll probably because Carolina's the chatty one around the yeah, house. Yeah, it'll probably start to feel different this week because last week was rush, and so she FaceTimed a lot to update us mm-hmm. on the silliness of her rush. Bless her heart. I mean, she didn't. She didn't get to have as much of a rush of a rush experience as as uh, other people. Like I give you an example, she was at the FIMU house for the second round, and um, the girl who is the president of FIMU at Arkansas is from Oxford. Okay, and um, her sister and Campbell are good friends. Okay, and um, so she came up to speak to Caroline, and there was another girl, of course, you know, down in front of her, you know, rushing her. And uh, Caroline said their conversation had been going really good. And the girl came up the, from Oxford and started talking. And when she left to go to the next girl, um, that the five you at Arkansas said, well, how do you know her? And so Caroline tells her. And she goes, she, she faced up and she goes, I could just see it right there. I was cut. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they realized she has a sister that's yeah, in yeah, the Cayo yeah. house. And so she got. There was no time to waste. On, no, she yeah, got yeah. she got hacked. So she was down, she was down to two houses pretty quick, and I think it was okay. She said that the the one that she went, she obviously pledged Kyo on Saturday, is what she would have done anyway. But yeah, it was kind of funny. But anyway, we talked to her a lot last week, and Laura went up there on Friday to um, be there for bid day and stuff. So this will be the the first week that it's. She's a full fledged college kid, and I don't think sure. we'll, I don't know that we'll hear from her as much. That's a good point. How many hours she taking? Uh, I think she's taking sixteen hours. I'll be shocked if Caroline doesn't do really, really well. Ole Miss had um, fourteen hundred and fifteen sorority go into houses. I saw. Yesterday. Oh, that's a bunch. I saw, I saw that was their number. Arkansas had one thousand eight hundred and six go through rush. No, get bids. Okay, yeah, yeah. They had 1,950 go through rush. Yeah, and then it was a 96% placement rate for Ole Miss. I saw something like yeah. that. So 4% didn't go that we're, we're in. So anyway, I don't know. Yeah, we heard a couple of the horror stories of girls that really got cut from the ones they wanted and left the dorm and went home and all the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it seems like for the most part they've got it, and I'm sure Ole Miss does too, kind of down to a science where – you, you want the people to stay. Yeah, sure. So you want the rush experience to be a positive thing, and you want them to end up in a sorority house because that is the point. Dramatically increases the chances that they stay and matric- matriculate their way through the university. Yeah, sure. 
so anyway, we uh, again we saw we had told you earlier in the week that our practice access had been greatly uh, diminished. So um, <laughs> had a little bit of stretch and a little individual on I guess what Tuesday, Monday, Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, it was Tuesday, what, Thursday, whatever the days were. Yeah. And then on Saturday, so they were going to go around ten forty-five. They end up going a little earlier. We were told like at nine thirty, it was it was ten fifteen, ten thirty instead. And they started out. Um, they started out in the in the stadium, and then a huge thundercloud came over. It rained really hard for like twenty five minutes. Um, they go in the Manning Center for stretch individual. Stretch was the literal only thing available to to see. In how did they stretch? Did they do well? I'm sure they did well. And the thing is, like. What makes it like what makes it frankly useless to even be there to see stretch mm-hmm. is that unlike a lot of programs or even former programs we have covered, they would stretch in depth chart lines. Like you at least could go to the middle of the field and kind of see okay ones and ones and twos and twos. And you can do those things. There's no system that I can decipher as to how Ole Miss stretches. If they are stretching in depth chart lines, the last time that I saw them stretch, Matt Corral has been demoted to fourth team. Well, they've got that. You've got like one end is Which nothing. Which would be a significant storyline. It would. There's a whole end where it's like nothing but DBs and then Tarikas Tisdale. And it's like, okay, I can't decipher whatever that is. So, so it, it, it has is, he been moved to safety? Well, potentially. Because um, that would be that would also be another also, big news. Yeah, so point being, there's nothing to take from that barring somebody not being available. But here's the catch on that. Or somebody overstretching and getting well, hurt that, in the stretch Well, I guess line. that's true. If somebody tears an ACL while they're stretching, you would see that. Yeah. But there's not even a 100% system for like, oh, that person wasn't out there at all because in stretch, heard multiple people say nobody saw Luke Altmaier at all. Well, Lane Kippen didn't say he was out. He said he was limited. So does that mean he came in later? Like, I, who knows? Well, maybe like, he was know. limited to the point that he could not stretch. Well, that's fair. Yeah, I don't know. But he did not appear to, to participate in the scrimmage, best I could tell. Or you were looking for him with other quarterbacks and he stretched with the linemen. Because he got moved to offensive guard. Well, I think Nick Suss did mention that you, you you had to be a little more cognizant of potentially like the backup quarterbacks having offense jerseys on because they were actually taking contact potentially. Right. You had to kind of be like, okay, you can't just look at white or blue or whatever they were they were wearing at that point. This is where my approach to this drives people crazy, but mm-hmm. I swear to you I'm right. The way I do it is the smarter way. They're going to play a game in two weeks. Two weeks. They are. They're going to play a game. And when they do, the clock's going to read 15.00 to start. Mm-hmm. They're going to have a one under the QTR portion, of meaning quarter. That's correct. And when they t- blow the whistle to take the field, 11 dudes are going to take the field. I mean, I guess more could technically, but that would be a penalty. Yeah, it wouldn't be smart. I'm going to gamble and say that 11 or fewer players take the field for the first snap, and that's the starting offense or the starting defense. Mm-hmm. And wherever they line up is – like if Matt Corral lines up at offensive guard, at that point we'll be, whoa, wow, I didn't see this coming. I'm going to bet he lines up at quarterback. And I, people go, why are you being so elementary? Because at the end of the day, that's all it is. It's very elementary. The people that make this top secrety stuff, it, it's okay, fine. Dev charts, especially on defense – don't mean a hill of beans because 
they're going to play like 25 dudes. So yes. whether, yes, that guy gets to go in and have his name up on the video board and they go, you know, Matt Corral, wherever, California and whatever. But for the most part, they're just rotating in or out between depending on what the play and depending on what the situation is. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, you, you, you don't have 11 starters. You've got like 17 starters. It's is what you have. What you what you're more interested to see is on Sunday or Monday when Pro Football Focus comes out with the snap, what snap counts. counts. Here's who played. Yeah. When you look up and you go, okay, AJ Family played 91 snaps. Okay, he's okay. he's in there. Did he start? I don't know, but he played 91 snaps. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. um well, I mean, that will be that'll be really interesting is on that Tuesday whenever it gets updated, hey, how did they split the linebacker snaps? How yes. many did did, how, how many, did Austin Keys get in a lot? Did yeah. Tyler Knight move up and do this? Did yeah. Chance Campbell play 55 snaps? What happened? How many, you know, did, did the 6th DB play 50 snaps yeah. or did he play 15 snaps? Mm-hmm. That's what's interesting. And I get why there was a time, because when I started, depth charts were huge. And they'll put out a depth chart, I would well, assume, well, a week from... The defenses weren't as multiple back then, too. You yeah. had kind of... That's what you play. Your dudes. They'll, they'll come out with a depth chart on Monday. They're what they will. With a lot of oars. A lot of oars. And it's also going to have, like, 13 spots. Oh, yeah. And so it's going to be like, well, if you line up in that... So it's going to look like the All-SEC basketball team. Yeah. Where, like, half the damn conference makes yeah. it. Yeah. 17 guys are first team. 13 yeah. guys are second team. So what? 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 Yeah. Well, yes. If you play seventeen players at once, you, you guys are going to win. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it. Point being, yeah, nothing hardly to take from it. Um, Raylan Brown did not practice. That we saw, John Rice Plumley, Ben Brown, Orlando Amana, Davius Robinson. Yeah. The same cast of characters, frankly, that who have been not participating. Um, and I understand why that's frustrating to fans because it's frustrating to me that we can't have an honest injury conversation. I don't, I don't necessarily understand it. it just, Here's the funny part the of thing. it. I'm not. I, obviously, we don't want less. You're never gonna. You're, you're never gonna ask for less coverage or less honesty or less whatever, whatever, whatever. But there's also a bit of a simplistic nature to basically how Mullen did it, where he wouldn't even tell you about an, a season injury injury where it was nothing. Lane. And it's, it's not criticizing, but it creates a system where you're going, are you playing semantics with me? What are we doing? Because it, are, it appears that we are absolutely playing Because the question games. on Saturday, and I don't have it exactly, but the question essentially on Saturday was, Lane, you mentioned the other day that there were no significant injuries or whatever the word was used is that still the case was kind of the way it was phrased because you know he's not going to answer a direct question about a one-on-one injury situation and his direct quote was i don't think we've had any major injuries pause guys of significant playing importance which if we're going to take that out that means orlando Amano is not a season ending injury because he is very important and it makes that it, would mean Plumlee is not out for a huge period of time. Yeah, but you could say Braylon Brown does not qualify in that statement. Right. I don't know where he would fall in Kiffin's hierarchy there. And and listen, I have a source that's doubled down on this yeah. with him. Because I asked, I said, are you sure on Braylon Brown? And the answer was yes. So I don't know. I mean, am, am I right? I don't know if I'm right. I, I mean, All you can do is report what your sources tell you. Mm-hmm. It's that's literally it. So that's my point. Is that I don't know where that line of 
significant falls for Lane on where what he would admit and what he would not admit. Because um, I don't even really know what to take from snap counts or who played on on um, Saturday because we asked Caleb Warren, said, did you take any snaps at center? No, Bryce Ramsey took all of them. Well, on its face, you go, okay, well, that means Umana's probably whatever, but Ben Brown wasn't in stretch either. So if Brown's out and Umana out, well, Warren or Ramsey have to take all the snaps. So there's not really a lot to glean from that. Um, no, it'd be different if Brown was 100% healthy and you go, okay, well, they left him at guard because Amano's back like Tuesday and whatever. There's no reason in moving people around. And it's possible that Ben didn't scrimmage because they didn't want to risk anything with Ben and that they wanted to develop some depth. Well, I, don't, I don't know. And that's what they did in the second half. They did not play – Kiffin just said three of the top receivers, essentially for pitch count reasons on there's no reason to get Braylon Sanders hurt at this point. So I'm assuming Sanders, Mingo, and someone else. Take your pick on whoever you think that – Drummond, I guess. My guess is when Ole Miss's offense takes the field for the first time yeah. on Labor Day that yeah. Braylon Sanders will be on the field. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's, that's He did assumption. not practice in the second half of the scrimmage, but it did not appear to be injury-based. It appeared to be, hey, go ride on the exercise bike, and we got through another day. Yeah. Without you having an issue. Because I'm, I'm, like, I want to say maybe even like Mingo or somebody was in a black jersey, like, hey, we, you don't touch him today. Might have been Sanders, actually. They might have had those guys even in well, black. Well, in the first scrimmage, all those guys were in black. Yeah. Now, people, Hudson Wolf was in black, and I watched him get tackled twice, two plays oh, really? in a row. And Lane Did he get yelled at? No, but Lane got frustrated. Like what? He didn't yell at him like he would have if they tackled two. The one that I remember was the day they were in. It was years ago, back in the um, Hugh Freeze era. Uh-huh. Remember this? And they're doing drills, and Vincent Sanders breaks his collarbone because oh. he gets tackled, basically. And Hugh just lost it. Like, what are we doing? And yet you ask people to compete, they compete. He would, you'd have a problem with Hugh scrimmages. The quarterback would get hit occasionally. And you're like, well, what, like, what, what, yeah, what, what, are, what are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Lane it? might literally cut somebody if they hit Corral. Who right was now. it that yelled? We, I can't remember. I, I don't even want to say. Someone, someone's mental faculties were questioned out loud really? on a field. Yeah, it was a defensive lineman. Like, are you along the lines? Are are you capable of having thought? Yeah. So, anyway, that was really kind of what happened. We'll hit a few more of that and some other topics in a second. First, talk about community mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. Underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. They're getting local underwriting and understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662 234 2704 or JLOWE at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Dead Soxy. Go to DeadSoxy.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE at checkout, get 25% off the best socks you will ever put on your feet. If you've never tried Dead Soxy, you owe it to yourself. Go on there and order a couple of pairs. Uh, go to the uh, clearance section even where you can combine with the discount. You can get socks for virtually nothing, and they're incredible socks. The best slip-ons, uh, no-shows that I've ever worn, best traditional socks I've ever worn, they're great. You should try them too deadsoxy.com uh, The Grove will be open and back to full capacity this fall. At least I sure, sure hope so. And the team at 7 South Tailgating will be there to serve any tailgating needs you may have. 7 South is your one-stop shop for all things tailgating at Ole Miss. They provide a level of service that's like none other. Their team is passionate about serving fellow Rebels and it shows Why does it do that? Um, go to 7southtailgating.com or uh, call 662-321-1682. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. 
They have a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. My 10 Weekend Thoughts are up on the site. They're brought to you by Game Changer Patch Company. Game Changer Patch Company developed their own custom blend for treating hangovers several years ago to help reduce dehydration, prevent sleep deprivation, and help process alcohol. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available on the market today. They've got uh, the warm-up patch that you use before or while you drink and the overtime patch, which is used after you've been drinking and while you sleep. Go to uh, GameChangerPatch.com, enter the promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout, and you get 20% off your purchase. And we're brought to you by Automation and Control Systems, LLC, ACS, a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell Automation Recognized System Integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. ACS can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. To learn more, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Podcast also brought to you by Visit Oxford. Visit oxfordms.com is the website. Go to the events page, see what's going on this week and every week. Eat in the Street is happening this weekend to uh, celebrate the opening of East Jackson there as they've uh, made it look quite nice there in front of Funkies, in front of Visit Oxford. They're just off the uh, the square. They've got music from 4 to 9, headlined by Drew Holcomb and the Neighbors on Saturday night. You can pick up food. They'll have some tables set up to uh, to eat, enjoy the weather, enjoy the uh, the music and the scenery. Plenty of activities all day. they got a, c- a caricature uh, artists earlier in the day. They're doing yoga that morning. A lot of different stuff throughout the day for uh, for the whole family. Also, um, on that Friday night, they are doing uh, a showing of Grease at the City Hall Plaza, so you can check that out. Around dusk is when they'll start the movie there on a Friday night as well. So it's this weekend coming up. Eaton Street. Visit OxfordMS.com slash events. Um, it's really all Lane said. He said the defense was a little better on Saturday. Was pleased with it. Now the offensive line missing two of its starters um, has to at least be weighed there with the uh, the defense playing better. With I, uh, I want to add something while I'm thinking about it because my sure. I'm, I'm what is that? Oh, that's go ahead. I was gonna say I don't know. Oh, it's my towel. I like to find my keys. If it, oh, I lose them. You found them. It worked. It did. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Someone in the thread said some of the questions are bad at the press conferences. I'm not one to defend media. You know that. I, I typically am piling on. We've hit the point where we don't see anything. Injuries are off limits. Individual players are basically off limits. It's kind of hard to come up with a question at this point. I mean, in all fairness to media, when the rules get this weird about what you can and can't ask and what can or can't be answered, it's kind of hard to have the conversation. It was a strange press conference on Saturday from the standpoint is if you're if you're asking questions simply from a beat writing standpoint about the team, about something you didn't see. Because that's the key here, too. It's yeah. not even like, hey, well, they're in the middle. You did this or you did this or kind of whatever. Hey, how'd it go? Who stood out? In in very general terms, is anyone hurt long term? What's the schedule next week? Okay, yeah. I mean, like, I I don't know. I mean, because I mean, you know, he, and he frankly, there's not elaboration anyway because Lane doesn't like minutia of beat questions, and 
you know, because I think David asked, said, hey, what about the backup quarterbacks, blah, 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 blah. And I, I thought it was a smart question from the standpoint of it allows him to – it gave Lane an opportunity to admit something about Altmyer without us saying, hey, Altmyer's hurt. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was a way around that, which I thought – it was either Michael Katz or David. I don't remember. And Lane basically said, well, Luke was really limited. Kincaid threw a couple touchdown passes, did a couple things. Well, okay. okay. I mean, like, I – yeah, I mean, I don't know how to play off that. So you, you know, know I mean, the, it, the next it, question could be: Could you elaborate on that? And when he goes, no. Well, you know. Okay. Well, well, I mean, then why are we here at some point? I, I, I'll be honest. I think we've kind of gotten to that place, and that bothers people. But I'm being honest. We've hit the point where, hey, y'all play in two weeks. Mm-hmm. See you then. We'll see you then. Yeah. Because the game will be open to the public. I would assume. Yeah. Um, the game will be on television. People will see things. Hey, I noticed in the third quarter you did this. Can you discuss that decision-making process? Whatever. I noticed that so-and-so didn't play after the first quarter. Was that an injury or was that a decision of playing whatever? Mm -hmm. Right now we can't do that. And And again, I'd love to be the guy that goes, the media is horrible. I hate them because generally that's sort of how I feel about a lot of times about media. But right now, we've kind of been handcuffed. I mean, we've been handcuffed. We've been blindfolded. Our feet are shackled, and it's like, okay, go run. Well, what do you expect? I mean, there's nothing to ask. I mean, I guess we could say Tuesday, I could say, hey, what do you think about Brian Harson and Auburn? Mm-hmm. Might get an, you said anyone who doesn't get the vaccine is irresponsible. Would you, would you say Brian Harson's being irresponsible? Now, he could come back and go, well, I don't know whether he's vaccinated or not. Mm-hmm. which would be a fair response. I mean, that might be an interesting give and take. We could ask about some things like that, but, you know, there's a there's a story out that uh, I think Ross Dellinger wrote it mm-hmm. about. Yeah, that's where I was going on a second. About possibly expanding past 25 that I think I will ask him about tomorrow. Um, you know, because I think Lane likes big picture questions and he likes to give answers to big picture questions. And that is absolutely something that is relevant. Um. Now, he might do the kind of the coaching half-truth cop-out on this and say, I'm so busy right now getting a football team ready that I haven't even – I don't even know. I don't know. Which typically he will do, and then he will expound on <laughs> the, the thought, yeah. uh, which is a Saban thing. Yeah. I don't even know it's election day. It's election day? I had no idea. Who's running? Who's the president? I don't, I'm so locked into Alabama football that I could not possibly – know that today is I the only day. watch the weather channel today is an election day I only watch the weather I know channel. there's a storm in Guatemala yeah and I, I know. and I know there's a 0.01% chance that it affects Tuscaloosa and we're locked in on that I mean you, you can do that stuff at some point it just becomes disingenuous but it is what it is I mean other than that I mean I don't really know what we're asking and so when people say well why is the press conference so bad well and the difference between like me I get it this is this is where we are and Kerry Murdoch who just went after Lincoln Riley this weekend or what same thing oh, okay they can see nothing they hear nothing he won't say anything and the fans scream and yell where's our coverage where's our news and well you know I could do and yeah we could pick up the phone and we could call a lot of people 
and maybe get bits and pieces of stuff. But man, you got to be super careful when you do and that. And you're playing a game of telephone. Yeah. I mean, because the number of people that actually saw it is incredibly small. Yeah. So it's, hey, so and so said, and so and so said, and then so and so told me. Well, but hell. the person who told me, were you there? No. No. I yeah. was not there. So this is now, I'm reporting third and fourth yeah. and fifth hand information. I mean, which it, is a surefire way to get stuff wrong. And it reminds me a lot of. I mean, not not to like tell stories or anything, but I mean, we haven't had this level. I mean, this is still not that level. You know, with Orgeron, either the second year and the third year, maybe just the third year, I forget which one. There were no even pre-practice availabilities. There was no stretch, no endo. It was literally just show up when practice is over to talk to Ed. Yeah. Well, at that point, I have literally no idea what's going on. Hey, how did practice go today? Well. I mean, he could have said we're the 85 Bears every day, and you had no way to dispute that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, there's of no. Course. I mean, well, sure. Sounds good. And so, what we're left with at this point is I don't know who we get tomorrow, but let's just. Picking, I'm, I got a roster. Let's <laughs> say we're getting Kentrell Bullock. Sure. We're fine. Hey, Lane, we're getting uh, Kentrell in a few minutes. Can just wondering if you might discuss the camp that he's had and sure. what kind of a role you think he might play on on this year's team i mean you're, you're kind of down to that and unlike a lot of people i'm cool with it it's fine because i'm very clear about where we are from a coverage standpoint you're it's, it's the score we're in scoreboard business mode because in two weeks they're going to play a game and when that game ends we'll have a game to discuss and five days later another game to play mm-hmm and then you know the rest of the deal. They'll do that 12 times. And there becomes a body of work that you can begin to discuss. And there are other storylines that kick in and things of that nature. An injury might occur on the screen or in front of us where it's obvious that a player was injured. And now you have things to write about. These are just kind of like the beat writer dog days. Well, it's definitely that. I mean, that that's 100%. Um, but If you haven't seen... Uh, Kerry Murdoch's. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I might find them. They're pretty good. So he's mad. No, he's not mad. He's pointing out to people who are mad that here's the deal. I'm, I'm going to find it. They're very upset at Kerry, though. They, uh, and, and so you, then you... That's not him. I'll have to find it in a minute. This is bad pod. Yeah, it's fine. That's all good. But point being, no, I understand what you're saying. I mean, it's there. There are not a lot of very easy things right here when you're not seeing much. And frankly, because of the rules being what they are, you can't even ask a lot of the things that you you do see or wonder or whatnot. Yeah. Um, And Lane doesn't, which is his right. He does not want to expound on. Minutia questions. So you're not going to get the, oh, well, you know, since you asked that, let me tell you about it, blah, 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 blah. The story I heard about Kentrell last week. Good luck. Um, you know, when we did, you know, there, there was a good bit of that. Hey, you know, Caleb Warren's coming in a minute. How valuable is his depth? Okay, you get a quote. You know, he talks about he can play guard and center and do the whole deal, and it's it's it, it, it's fine. Um, so here's what happened. And okay. I know, let me, let me make this clear. I have zero problem with Coaches handling it however they want to handle it. It's your team. 
you're the one who gets criticized when your team loses. You're the one who gets praised when your team wins. However you think is best to get your team ready to play, go for it. I'm cool with it. Because I'm going to write about what happens on the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, you, we can – people will do this thing about, do you guys get mad? I mean, some people do, but I, I mean, I don't. I mean, if a coach calls me every day and tells me everything, literally calls me every day and goes, hey, Neil, here's the latest on our practices. And then they go out and get whipped 49 to 14. What am I supposed to do at that point? I got to write about how they got beat. So what difference does it make? Yeah, you can't outrun the scoreboard. Go ahead. So Oklahoma had a scrimmage. And there was no access at all. Okay. And Lincoln didn't talk. Lincoln Riley didn't talk about it. And so, of course, there wasn't a press briefing after. There was some sort of press briefing, but there was nothing in it. Okay. Okay. So Sooner Scoop subscribers, part of the Rivals Network, they got upset. And Kerry says, "If you're going to be this, uh, by the way, there's some language in here. Um, so you can." Alter the language. Okay, I'll alter the language yeah. for children. Let's make it easy. I'm not in in this thing. If you're going to complain at me, he used a different word, because Lincoln is the biggest um, male member to the media in OU football history, then you probably need to go. So I will go ahead and handle that for you. Go to another website because you're done on this one. You do know that Lincoln is a psycho, right? He literally has been trying to block us from doing media NIL <laughs> deals with players. I had to get the administration involved to get that stuff done. He might be the most restrictive coach of any Power 5 conference team in the country. He's absolutely terrible at dealing with the media. If the owner of the biggest OU site on the Internet calls the head coach he covers a, again referring to uh, male genitalia, is that the website's issue or the coach's issue? It's a website that serves the fans it wants to love you, so which side is the issue? So, Carrie was asked, now i got to find it again. Here we go. Carrie was asked, that was all on the website. Someone screenshotted all of that and took it to Twitter. And he says, I'm going to get back to the beginning of it. He says, there's a ton of drama when you embed yourself with the fans every day. Stuff is constantly hitting the fan. You just have to laugh or you will go insane, and I do lose my mind a little bit. Ultimately, I'm blessed I get to do this for a living. But he says, instead, we get meltdown threads after every scrimmage and accusations that we aren't doing our jobs because we aren't hitting up players behind the scenes, asking who looked good, who was starting here, etc. So, yeah, I get sick of dealing with it when it would be an easy fix. And the easy fix was, he says, so let's get into this. The media... We'll show up and stand wherever you ask us so we don't see anything. What would it hurt for Lincoln Riley to take 10 minutes to tell us the defense did this really well, the offense did this really well, these players stood out, etc. Okay, I'm I'm kind of not with Kerry on this. Say, I, I, I want to think about it for a second because I'm a little desensitized to this. Um, if I'm if I'm honest, well, you've been uh, around me for a long time, and I've been always been very consistent about this. Well, I mean, we've just we've Hugh Freeze that. one time called me and said, "What do you want for access?" And my response was, "Look, I'm never going to ask for less access, sure. but if I'm out there on the practice field, 
I'm there as a reporter. I'm never going to go to a practice as a fan, ever, never, never, ever. I don't care enough about anything to go watch a practice. Mm -hmm. I don't even watch my son practice. He practices soccer. I don't watch. It's practice. Practices are boring. Yeah, sure. Now, if you want me to cover the practice or if you're going to allow me to cover the practice, if I see it, I can write about it. Yeah. And I'll play along a little bit with the rule about, hey, if we run a trick play, don't report it. Again, don't be an idiot. But if I see your starting center suffer an injury and walk off the field with a trainer and I can't write that, then I don't need to be there. And if you write something more than that, then punish me. If I go, hey, he tore his ACL. Without well, okay. asking then, you, I, hey, then I'm an yeah, idiot. Right. Yeah. But if I can't write what I see, then I don't need to be there. Yeah. And you can eliminate me being there. Yeah. Um, let's tease. Let me think about it for a second. First, I'll tell you about Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. 100 uh, Mbps, the Ignite. It's available as well as the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team, bringing you world-class broadband, nespark.com, 662-238-3159. Phone services available, portal controls, network security, wireless mesh extenders, and more. Call the office for details. Get the best internet available in Oxford. It's in most neighborhoods now, so it should be available to you. Again, that's nespark.com, 662-238-3159. I had the date wrong on the stream. I hope that that did not lead to any problems for anyone. Today is August the 23rd. Which, by the way, is my dad's birthday. Happy birthday to uh, Mike McCready, 79 years old today. August 23rd. Uh, So I fixed that. So if anybody woke up and they spent the first 36 minutes of this podcast thinking it was August the 19th, that's on me. Tell your employer. (laughs) I'll handle it. We're also brought to you by Pinpoint Commercial Real Estate. They're based out of Jackson, Mississippi. They service the entire state in all commercial asset classes such as retail, Office, industrial, and land. Sam Cox and uh, B.B. Mitchell are Ole Miss graduates. And they utilize their unique skill sets to execute on assignments and increase value for their clients. It's um, If you want to learn more, get in touch with them at 601-586-3220. Blue Delta Jeans makes the best fitting, most comfortable jeans in the world because they are uniquely made for you and only you. Raw denim jeans, custom fit, hand-tailored in Tupelo, Mississippi, one size fits one at bluedeltajeans.com. The uh, baseball season obviously is wrapped up. Everything's wrapped up. It's football time. You can go to bluedeltajeans.com, check out their virtual tailor, and uh, get measured and design your newest jeans in just a couple of minutes. It's bluedeltajeans.com. Use the promo code REBELGROVE in uh, checkout. You get 10% off of your purchase. You can also use it in the Oxford studio and get 10% off. Off your purchase, it's a great time of year to get a pair of Blue Delta's cotton genos in the works, so don't miss out. We're also brought to you by Lamons Fine Jewelry. Lamons, located at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford, has been serving the Oxford area for more than 73 years, from engagement rings to wedding rings to fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662 662- Two three four two seven seven seven. Also brought to you by Comer Heating and Air. Comer's the name you can trust. They bring more than fifty years of professional HVAC experience to Oxford, Tupelo, and the surrounding area. Go to six six two eight zero one one seven seven seven. 
and get in touch with them. They'll make sure that your cooling and heating systems are in tip-top shape. And we're brought to you by the College Corner. It's your one-stop Rebel Shop, two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. The College Corner is next to Fleet Feet, and in Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com, plus you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. So whether you're tailgating in Oxford or home gating with friends and family, the College Corner has you covered for game day. The largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. Podcast also brought to you by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area right there on South Lamar. If you'd like to stop in and see all the different ways your community pharmacy can be good for you. And also remember, if you're a state or school employee in the area, if you're using a pharmacy benefit manager called CVS Caremark, that has nothing to do with CVS Pharmacy. Continue as you are with Tyson Drugs or G&M. Those are not affiliated, and you're all good with however you are currently using your uh, benefit manager with Tyson Drugs or G&M. So, again, to get great service, free delivery, and much more, 662-236-2222. I guess my question here is, is have the past coaches been really open? Because when I hear that from Kerry, w- frankly, covering this league, and frankly at Ole Miss, yeah. This feels very standard to yeah. me. Like, there's nothing about this that is getting my heart rate up. There's nothing about this that's abnormal. Uh-uh. I mean, some are a little less, some are a little more, yeah, sure, or whatever. Sure. But not having scrimmage access, especially the second week of camp, is so the norm that I would have been shocked had there been access to the second scrimmage of fall camp at that point. Like, that makes no sense to me. Well, yeah, and your response, had they said, listen, you can watch the scrimmage, but you can't report anything that you see in the scrimmage, including who starts and who doesn't, you would have said, then I don't need to be there. I'm good. I mean, can you imagine, even if you were, we wouldn't, but even if you were trying to follow that rule, doing a podcast and not just speaking over an hour where you say something? I would have to walk away. Yeah, because, I mean, that that puts yourself in such a weird spot. No, my response to that would be, nope, those rules are not agreeable, so I won't come. And I've, I've done that before. And I don't think that's me being a bad journalist. I think that's me saying, no, I can't I can't abide by those rules because those rules are stupid. Now, they're your rules. It's kind of like the mask thing. If the store says you must wear a mask to walk in, well, I'm not going to walk into the store not wearing a mask. Sure, yeah, yeah. But now I might not walk into the store. Sure. And so it c- kind of comes into that deal with the football thing. Okay, you you can't report on, on who, who runs in what groups. You can't report on personnel. You can't report about schemes, and you can't report injuries. Well, now what specifically can I report? Is is Lincoln always vague about everything? Apparently. Is he just one of those dudes? Apparently he just does not like media. If it were up to him, he would talk to media after games and, and on that Monday press conference, and that would be it. To which kind of begs the question, well, then why not? Why Just do it that way then. You win. You win big. That's true. And if you win big, there are no – it doesn't matter. He's not getting it fired over his lack of media no. ability. Now, you drop five, six games a year. Suddenly it becomes more of an issue. And the, the, the media is not going to bail you out. Mm-hmm. But my argument would be the media couldn't bail you out if you tried. No, we couldn't fix the 2011 season if we tried. No, if I had written every week, hey, guys, just – It's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. Just give them more time. These are good guys. 
Yeah. Moncrief looks great. Just if, give if, him some time. If I, if I call over there and you ask. see that touchdown pass against Vanderbilt yeah, in the fourth quarter? Yeah. It went, when it went from 30 to nothing to 30 to 7? If I call and say, hey, who are y'all recruiting? And they give me the whole list. I... That's why we call it the show scoreboard business. Because it is. Had I spent the 2019 season begging people to give Matt Luke more time, And listen, from an access standpoint, they were great. And frankly, from a human standpoint, they were great. I liked a lot of those people. But it, they weren't winning. But you couldn't fix it. Yeah. Buy season tickets now. It's okay. It's, it's like I'd say all the time. If the coach I'm covering is winning, there's nothing I can write that's going to really hurt him. And if the coach I'm covering is losing, there's really nothing I can write that's going to help him. It's really not. It, I'm a little. I mean, I, I, I'm a little surprised Kerry went that far. It shocks me a little bit. Well, I, he, I'm, was, I'm, well, he, he was frustrated, he's, and he's done. And the nil thing, I think, pushed him over That's the edge. That's probably what it more was about. Yeah. Is not only are we doing the media Olympics, but we're also <laughs> creating issues in in. Well, he's trying to do a you know. A, trying to do an NIL deal with an Oklahoma player and he doesn't want it to happen and he had to go to the administration and I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some stuff under the surface there that has created some turbulence sure I bet he and Lincoln hate each other right now yeah but Lincoln's not happy no and Kerry doesn't care no and nor should he yeah because it doesn't matter no I mean, I've covered coaches who. I mean, just, Lincoln will be coaching the Jets or somebody in a couple of years, and then whatever. Houston Nutt hated me, hated me, pure. You think it's hate? Hate. At you the, think so? At the time, yes. Now, if you told me today that yeah, he had, nah. he and I would be okay, and maybe even sit down and have a normal conversation, yeah. I'd, I'd buy it. Y'all got some ribs and move on with your day. I but think. During but, yeah. the four years that he covered that I covered him, he hated me. Yeah, sure. Um, I think Hugh Freeze went all over the place, ran the gamut of emotions as it pertained to me. I think Matt Lute liked me. And I don't think Lane Kiffin knows who I am. I don't think it matters. None of it matters. It's a scoreboard business. It doesn't matter. And so when people do the whole media thing, like we're doing an entire show, but we have talked about some stuff, it's yeah, just not It's not particularly interesting. All right, so where do you stand on this Brian Harson-Auburn thing? Um, A, and I saw somebody in the stream say this. If it's true, I haven't seen it, but I haven't exactly done a big Google Search this okay. morning that ESPN reported he was vaccinated or is vaccinated. Oh, really? Um, I, I'm reading from the stream. If it's wrong, it's like Rebel Twelve's fault or whoever said it. I don't know. Um, do you have any problem with him? Because I don't. I'm curious. Okay. Do you have any problem with with Brian Harson saying my vaccination status is none of your business? No, I mean in a lot of ways this is a school board business just like the other. Um. At the end of the day, Auburn football is going to be is going to face repercussions or not face repercussions based off its overall vaccination status relative to the rules. Because I think you and I agree on this to an extent. You're probably a little less than I am. Um, because you I think you worry or not worry, but have more focus on 
the overall, this is just really stupid and let's fight the thing being stupid. Okay. I have a lot of thoughts on, hey, if that's the rule, then let's figure out the best way to work around the rule and then let's figure out, okay, what does that pragmatically mean for me to do? So my point being, I'm not really that worried about Brian Harson's vaccination status. I'm not really worried about what his messaging is to his team or not to his team or any of that. At the end of the day, the rule is if 85% of your team is at a certain standard, then you have less testing, you have whatever, and you have more of a chance to get through your games. That's what he's going to be judged on. That's what everybody's going to see from the standpoint of if they have to forfeit a game, if they have a cancellation, if they lose to Ole Miss two to nothing because they couldn't play that game that week and Ole Miss could because Ole Miss was vaccinated. It's a very bottom line thought, but that's kind of where I'm standing on this. Is I don't really care if he admits to his vaccination status. I think it's a bigger deal that his team is where it is from a vaccination status in a lot of ways, frankly, from a scoreboard standpoint, because that is going to affect everything around that program. Now, obviously, you don't want people to get sick. Obviously, you don't want people to transfer the virus, all those things. And I have a hard time believing, I mean, because at the same time, Harson is not saying, hey, don't get vaccinated, don't worry, it's a hoax. I mean, there's right. that's, that's not what he's doing right. at all. Right. Um, and now I'm not completely clued in on Auburn football. But my point being... To me, the story is not whether or not Harson is vaccinated. If there's a story here, the story is whatever their overall vaccination rate is relative to what that means for their program moving forward into the season. That's kind of where I stand on this. Yeah, I think I generally agree with that. Um, what I am interested in is okay. So when when like Joseph Goodman went after him on Twitter, when in a column at al.com, not on Twitter, he wrote a column where he basically said that when you are the head coach at Auburn and you're making $5 million a year, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't know exactly what Brian Harson makes a lot, that there are no there, – there, you don't have a personal life, that everything you do is as an ambassador to Auburn. And given that, you owe it to the school, to the program, to the fan base, et cetera, to be far more vocal about getting the vaccine. And Harson has, from the very beginning, been pretty consistent in saying that he thinks that is an individual choice. Like you said, he's never said, listen, come on, man. Ain't no reason to get vaccinated. This thing's not real. And if he said that, then you're like, whoa, hold up. But he's also never come out and gone as strong as like Lane Kiffin did where he said not getting the vaccine is irresponsible. And I'm not criticizing Kiffin. He's entitled to his opinion. Harson's entitled to his. But the fact that Harson's is not what the Joseph Goodmans of the world want it to be, is that really fair to criticize him for it? For it? No, and I, I think there's a middle ground there. He does not beholden his entire life to Auburn University. He's not beholden every thought to it. There are certain jobs, however, where you're such a spokesman for a state because of the way college football is yeah. in the South. Sure. That it brings on a whole different level of what is not even required, but what you potentially get judged on one way or the other. Because sure. there are very few humans, including probably Kay Ivey in the state of Alabama, who can generate actual action toward anything more than Nick Saban and Brian Horson. Oh, there's no doubt. So you do have a certain responsibility to at least believe in whatever your methods are, whatever your statements are, whatever your words are, and that type of thing. It's 
I do think that's one difference that not that Harson's learning and he's known this anyway. He's not a shell shock to him. But it's different that it's you're at a lot of other universities in this country where you do not have that same pull. There's some SEC jobs where you are the absolute spokesperson for that state. Yes. And he falls in one of those. Absolutely. So, yeah, there's there's a middle ground here between where Goodman is getting so hyperbolic and this, oh, well, nobody really cares. It's all good. Where Goodman it, it, says he's shaking with anger. I mean, okay, whatever. Whatever. What is yeah. it? I, come on. Yeah. You might want to calm down. So I, I think, I look, there probably is some, and I know, like I said, I know he's familiar with the South and familiar with the SEC and understands these things, but there probably is some culture shock on just the level of everything that matters when you're the head coach at Auburn or Alabama or Ole Miss or LSU or wherever in, in inside this league outside of a couple jobs. And I know this makes me a right-wing nut job when I say this, but mm-hmm. I do kind of have a certain degree of respect for standing up for the principle of it's an individual choice. I, I do, especially, and this kind of transitions into another kind of related topic, especially if it becomes obvious and it's fast becoming obvious that you're going to test anyway. Yeah, I, I need, this is, I mean, just talking to the stream here, it's kind of my goal for the day is to figure out what some of these rules are because I'm fuzzy on them in a way I don't need to be fuzzy on right. them. I, I need to get better at this today. No, because it's coming. Today. I mean, their game's starting this weekend. Yeah, I need to know a better idea of what causes certain things to test or not test as we move forward depending on the different things. So that's that's something I'm doing today. We saw that um, Oregon and Oregon State have put in vaccination requirements or negative test requirements to attend their athletic events um, at both those schools. I mean, it's not a it's not an outside venue, so I don't necessarily anticipate this at Ole Miss or at most SEC places today. But um, you know, the Lyric and Proud Larrys have both put in vaccination requirements and negative tests for its shows um, coming up, which I, I think that's as much as anything a monetary business decision because it allows you to 100% have those things and not lose out on paying acts ahead of time and all those different things. There's a lot of stuff there. A little bit of breaking news here. I think this is true. I'm kind of like to see it somewhere else. Okay. What do you got? There's a report that uh, the FDA has approved the COVID-19 vaccine for uh, individuals 16 years of age and older. Okay, what does that mean? Well, just that now... if It's no longer emergency use for yes, 16 and up? Yeah, if, 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 if indeed it's FDA approved, from a um, legal standpoint, you have more rights to mandate it. Yeah, I'm seeing it in a lot of weird places, but I don't know that I see it somewhere where I'm believing it yet. But it's a lot of places over the last, like, 30 seconds. Oh, hold on. This might be one that counts. Yeah, we'll take ABC News. Um, Reading here, quote, FDA grants full approval to Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. The Food and Drug Administration on Monday granted full approval of the Pfizer vaccine becoming the first COVID-19 vaccine to transition from an emergency authorization status to full FDA approval. The approval comes in a week prior to federal health officials' earlier estimates that the agency would complete its review by Labor Day. The full approval indicates that Pfizer has shown enough effectiveness and safety data to meet the stringent biologic license application requirements, which includes at least six months of safety data from a majority of the volunteers in a large final stage Clinical trial, the prioritized review entailed government scientists pouring over hundreds of thousands, blah, 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 blah. I'm looking for something But it's pragmatic. 16 and older, right? I'm looking. Okay. I don't see that yet. Um, 
Obviously, this will pave the way for further vaccine mandates in both the public and private sector, akin to existing vaccine mandates for other FDA-approved vaccines. That's the part that is dovetails into what we're talking about right. here, as well as anything. Um, reading, 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 reading. Again, I'm skimming, but I see nothing in this from a 16 and up standpoint. Okay. Oh, no, there it is. I'm sorry. Based on the longer-term follow-up data that we submitted, today's approval for those aged 16 and over affirms the efficacy and safety profile of our vaccine in a time when it's urgently needed. Hundreds of millions of doses of our vaccine, blah, 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 blah. So, yes, the 16 and up was mentioned by the uh, Pfizer CEO in his statement this morning um, is where that where that came from. So, yes, point being, that absolutely... 100% pushes the more likelihood of vaccine requirements at any and all public uh, events. There's there's no doubt about that, especially indoors. If you if you told me Vault-Hemingway doesn't have one, I'll completely buy it. But if you told me the pavilion does, I would also buy it. Again, speculation, talk to literally no one because yeah. we just saw it. Yeah. But that would not surprise me in the least as if indoor arenas had vaccination requirements. One of the things I'm watching this week, Along these lines, there's a story out of Rice University in Houston. They went, based on a bunch of positive tests, on a campus that is, it's like 90-something percent vaccinated. Okay. They went online, virtual, and now they've come back. I'm reading from coronavirus.rice.edu is my source. So okay. in the event that that's wrong, I've... Yeah. Right, what, what do you do? It says, just prior to the start of O-Week, which I would assume means Owl Week, since they're the owls, on sure. August the 13th, we began ramping up our testing program with our three different test providers. Over the last nine days, we've run about 4,500 tests. The initial results for this period showed 81% positive results, with about half coming in a single day on Thursday. The posit This positivity rate of 2% is much lower than the surrounding community. Uh, the average test, blah, 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 for Rice, a 2% rate would be significantly higher than our historical positivity rate of 0.24 over the last year when we ran about 150,000 tests. This unusual campus positivity rate prompted us to take quick action and assume a more cautionary posture until we could determine whether there was a significant risk of widespread infection. When we examined the results a few days ago, we suspected something was wrong. Those results didn't seem right for a number of reasons. Over 90% of the positive infections came from a single test provider. Three-quarters of the positive tests were from people who reported no symptoms. The positive results were widely scattered among various groups in our population, with only one potential cluster that seemed more likely to be associated with their proximity to a particular testing location, and over 90% of the reported infections were for people who were fully vaccinated. Blah, blah, blah. They basically did all this stuff and they found that the tests were wrong. Mm -hmm. We retested about 50 people who initially tested positive. Each of them was tested two additional times on two different days by two different test providers. And all but one came back negative. Based on the anomalies and the two follow-up negative tests from other providers, we concluded that these people who were previously treated as positive were in fact negative. So they were released from isolation. I'm sure there was no mental damage being isolated. Uh, the people whose positive tests were verified and remain in isolation. So they basically admitted, oops, we were wrong. 
And so until September the 3rd, because we've already screwed this up, we're going to be online. Then we're getting back to in-person quickly. Mm -hmm. Sorry for all inconveniences. Yeah, sure. But it makes me wonder, when the season rolls around, and here we are, like you said, we're going to find this out. We need to, we need to talk to people. Yeah. Are we testing vaccinated players? Are we testing asymptomatic vaccinated players? Mm-hmm. And what is – I want to know what, what's the PCR. How many times are you spending this bad boy? What Are you out, are you out hunting for positives, or how does this work? Because I don't – it's the part I don't get. If you're vaccinated and you have no symptoms, why are we testing you? Yeah. I don't know. We'll work on that today because, uh, I mean, it's it's frankly the question right now. As we talked about, there's not a lot of actual football questions, so it is the question that we have as we uh, as we move forward. Here, we'll also tell you about for all your real estate needs in Oxford, check out Nick's Tan and Associates. That is 662-281-1200, nickstanoxford.com. You can click the link in my signature, the uh, 321 football content item that they uh, partner with me with. That's coming out later today as well. You can click the link inside that store. There's a lot of football coverage. Go to the website, see gallery views, map views, talk with agents, and more. Led by O'Keefe Graham and Clay DeWeese. A lot of experience here in the Oxford area and much more. I've used them, and you should too. So, again, 662-281-1200, nickstanoxford.com. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle. They provide – they're based in Madison, Mississippi. They have clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide uh, detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. Go to mypinwealth.com. That's M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. John's part of Virtuoso. It's a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. What you do is you get in touch with them, you give him some parameters, you give him a budget, and he'll give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or send him an email, jedwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. I'll have a mailbag up on Wednesday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. She sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes, 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. And we're brought to you by Alpha Specialties, 1670 Highway 80 in Pearl, Mississippi. They're your trailer-specific professional. They're the premium trailer dealership in Mississippi. They've got load trail, Hallmark cargo trailers. They can work with third parties to have game day trailers and uh, concession trailers built just for you. It's alphaofms.com, and uh, you can call them at 601-932-9798. We have an NIL deal with Chance Campbell, the Ole Miss linebacker. It is sponsored by The Rogue. I texted with Chance a little bit yesterday. Going to try to work something out for this week, but next week for sure we'll get into the routine of talking to him each week. Like I said, that's brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. They're stylist, hand-select pieces from top designers. From work to lifestyle to nightlife, there's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey True Grit, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. And we're brought to you by Joey Erickson, Heron Gear Chevrolet, 
Let Joey help you find the vehicle you're looking for at a price you can afford. Choose from a full selection of new Chevy vehicles or get a great deal on numerous brands of reliable pre-owned vehicles. Just give him a call or text on his cell, 662-571-2367. Tell him what you're looking for or stop by 1685 High Street in Jackson to test drive that new or used vehicle you've been wanting and let him earn your business. Mention that you heard about him on the Oxford Exxon podcast or the Soft Purple podcast. And with any purchased vehicle, you get a $50 gas garden. So, we don't tell a lot about it, but Braves won 16 of the last 18, including a 9-0 and um, road trip over three series. They've won like 13 road games in a row, right? Yeah, something, something crazy. Like that. Yeah. Um, the other thing, though, is they just swept the Orioles. The Orioles have lost 18 games in a row. They're still professional players. That's almost impossible. I mean, the, the likelihood of a professional baseball team not finding a win in 18 games is fairly remarkable. It is. It is. Um, look at the standings here. Baltimore has a record that would be hard to pull off. They're 35 30, and something? 38 and 85. Okay. They have a basically a 31% winning percentage. And they, still have no chance of matching the worst record ever. They've lost 18 in a row. They are 38 games behind the first place Tampa Bay Rays. How many games? 38. Okay. I don't think they're going to win the division. You don't? No, it's going to be tough. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Jesus. Yeah, I don't even think Jesus could help the Orioles right no, now. No, I don't think so either. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm. Texas is 43 and 80, 29 and a half games back in the American League West. Texas is not. Texas is five games ahead of the the Orioles. Um, the Mets in their inaugural inaugural season went 40 and 120. Yeah. So that's not good. It's not good. That's that's that that's up there. Um. The 03 Tigers, I guess, would be the closest comparison. And again, they're way worse than the the, the Orioles. They were 38 and 118 after 156 games. So there's that. But they, I guess, won the last few and beat the Mets and ended up ahead of that that pace. Yeah, Saints on Monday Night Football tonight. Another yeah. uh, look at Jameis and, and Taysom. Also, didn't realize Taysom Hill was 31 years old. Is that right? I didn't have him 31 in my. In my have in my you watched head. much preseason? A little. I've actually watched a good bit. I said this on the board. I'm buying the Zach Wilson stock. You've been buying that. True, man. You've been in on that. He looks like an NFL quarterback right now. Yeah, you've been in on that. Everybody says Jameis is ahead on the scorecards. I believe Romero the other day that it, this thing's more done than they're acting like. Has to be. Come on. Um, Come on. You got a few reporters that do the well. Taysom doesn't run in the preseason, and when he starts running, it's going to look completely different. It's like no, I saw that last year actually when he runs. Okay. Yeah, let's talk about running quarterbacks for a minute. Yeah. I mean, he's not doing Michael Vick, two thousand three or whatever out it's there. The, right it's now. the knock on Lamar Jackson right now, right? Is that yeah. in the playoffs that won't work? Yeah, we have to throw the football. Yeah, you're going to have to get it down the field. I know. So, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all that. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of right there in front of you. I know. So, anyway. Wait, Winston's got a big arm. He can he can sling it. He's got to be their guy. It was interesting. I've watched I watched the Bears and Bills the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you this now. 
the Bills, that was Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Okay? And Mitch played well. Mm-hmm. Boy, they're stacked. They're good everywhere. No, they're, they're great. Yeah, they're yeah. really good everywhere. And yeah. when you put Kyle Allen back in that offense, yeah, and he's got the big contract now and all that stuff, they looked like a playoff team with Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. And the Bears, on the other hand, they got themselves an issue because the fans want Justin Fields. But. And Justin Fields is playing better right now than the big redhead. Yeah, sure. And probably the thing to do is to let Andy Dalton start the season. But why? Yeah. Why not let Justin Fields go get his lumps? Go make your rookie mistakes. Get it out of your system. It's going to happen. You look at the Jets, and it's very clear that Wilson's the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Hey, we're not going to the playoffs. Go, go, Let's go make your mistakes. Let's go learn from it. Well, that's what you, Fields is your quarterback of the future. Why are you not doing the same thing? Yeah, no, I agree. You're not a playoff team, so go ahead. Figure yeah, it out. and if you are a playoff team, it's because of him. Yeah, and that works out too. So Yeah, yeah so you're not probably a playoff team. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay, another team, because Green Bay went with uh, – Rodgers didn't play. It was like Dinkman or somebody. Yeah, I saw that. And they looked really good. They're good. Uh, Ole Miss is off today, by the way. First day of class, always off, but they're taking Monday. Same schedule as last week. We'll have availability for whatever that means, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Yep. This uh, this week, and then they'll obviously get into game mode next week for the week. I don't know what that looks like, too. We need to ask. Since they have a Monday game, I have no idea how they're structuring those How next weeks. week looks, yeah, and I don't know. And the next week. Yeah. So I don't know what those Well, because the next week they play on Monday night, so they don't get back until Tuesday morning. So you probably got, like, Wednesday availability, and I don't might be it. That might be it. Yeah. So it's we'll Austin see, P. It'll be yeah. all right. We'll see what that looks like, but nonetheless, uh, podcast rest of the week. Uh, we'll get some guests for you and uh, more. So back with you tomorrow morning. Appreciate everybody in the stream. And as always, take care. Have a good day. We'll talk to you soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.